Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome in the name of Jesus Christ to another episode of the Worshippers Card Podcast. May each one of us find great joy and spiritual nourishment as we come to worship together. Even during this time of listening to the podcast, I pray that we are learning to worship and we're learning to do it together. Even in our various places during this time and this season of pandemic, we still can learn to worship with one another. So I encourage you, whether you're young or old, whether this is your first time listening or you're a long time listener, remember that in this time and in this place, we're all family. Why are we family? Because Jesus Christ died for all of us on the cross. So again, I welcome you. I thank you for being a part. I pray that if you're spiritually weary, that in and during this time of the podcast, you'll find rest. I pray that if you're a morning that during this podcast, you'll find comfort. I pray that if you're struggling during this podcast, there will be victory. I pray that you will recognize that Jesus Christ is our Savior and our Lord, and know there is no stranger to any of us in the time of fellowship and in the time of this podcast. So to those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness, know that Jesus died for us. And I pray that you will continue to be an example and a reflection of Christ in everything that you say and do in your confession and your profession of Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and be a part of this wonderful journey. Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to this episode of the Worshippers Heart Podcast. For this episode, we're going to talk about worship and the context of what it is, but we're also going to take each letter of worship and break it down a little more simplistic so that we can look at what it could possibly mean and stand to us. So we know worship spelled W-O-R-S-H-I-P. But let's talk about what worship is. Worship is the sharing and telling of the gospel story that exemplifies and demonstrates the beauty and awestruck wonder of an almighty God who gave his son for the redemption of our sins and offers us a comforter through the Holy Spirit, through songs, priests or spoken words, dance, and fellowship with others. We've recognized before that worship is both a noun and a verb. Noun, the recognition of person and place, and verb requiring action, a state of being. We know because it's often shared with us and people say it is a lifestyle, which means, though, that it is interactive and never-ending. It's not something we pick up and put down. It's ongoing. Worship is who we are while proclaiming kingdom. It is our encounter with our creator and our role to share the story with others. The words used in sharing God's story are established through the scripture and have been from the beginning. As shared with us in John 1.1, in the beginning was the word 
and the word was with God and the word was God. When we are telling God's story, it is valuable to have a spiritual foundation in order to be true and effective in our lives as well as in the lives of others. According to Robert E. Weber in Learning to Worship with All Our Heart, in worship, we tell God the truth about God. We praise God and offer our thankful voices and hearts, not only because of the story of salvation, but also because of the very character of God who seeks us out to restore us to himself. Imagine the worship experience if we sought to worship God as he seeks to restore us. Imagine the worship experience if we sought to worship God as he seeks to restore us. Would that not be an awesome worship? Would it not bring honor to God simply because he is God? Our response to God allows us to experience the richness and benefits of our inheritance as kingdom citizens. So we have to know that it doesn't stop, that there is a noun and verb side of worship. And worship is who we are while we proclaim the kingdom. We are telling God's story. It's the sharing of God. Again, imagine the worship experience if we sought to worship God as he seeks to restore us. What a wonderful worship experience or encounter or gathering or fellowship we would have. So let's look at worship and break down each letter. W, the word of God. In coordinating biblical principles into worship is essential and offers a rich connection to our creator. When worship happens without biblical principles or foundations, it is without Christ and it's empty. The understanding of biblical principles starts with studying and utilizing the word within the worship gathering. In Acts 2, 42-44, fellowships happens with the disciples, and it reads as this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. There was quantania happening. There was, as defined in the Greek, fellowship, corporate worship with others. And in that, the word of God was exchanged. The word of God should be utilized in our worship. Not cliches, not what we hear, not what we think, not what we've grown up on, but the word of God, the truth that will sustain people's lives. Oh, worship is ongoing and outward. Worship happens in three distinctive directions, inward, upward, and outward. Inward refers to who you are when no one is looking. Who we, when we seek to please God and we align our hearts with God's desire, we no longer enjoy our formal actions or sins.
So let me say it again just for a little more clarity since I seem like I kind of stumbled over it. When we seek to please God and align our heart's desires with God's desire, we should no longer enjoy our formal actions or sin. Inward, there's a change that happens inward. Inward is who I am when no one is looking. Am I consistent? Is my worship ongoing? Upward focuses directly on God. This is the one that we probably familiarize ourselves with the most, the upward encounter. Outward, when we worship outward, we're sharing the gospel with others. We help others. We give to others. We're sensitive to the needs of others. These are the public interactions of outward worship. Outward worship is the demonstration of Christ for others to see that God is indeed alive and well through our actions, words, and deeds. When we worship in these various directions, worship is going, worship is happening, worship is ongoing. It never ends and hence it creates an enhanced new lifestyle. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 tells us, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. R, worship is responsive. Worship is an awesome response to God. Our response in and during the worship gathering should remind us how to love others, the value of providing a good gesture or service to others. The response and the awesomeness of God happens through a conscious state of being. That's the verb. That's the action that's happening. Just as there are stages of growth in the natural, there should be stages of growth happening in the spirit. Our growth from infancy into a place of maturity should advance the same in the spiritual realm. We should seek to develop, evolve, blossom, and thrive as believers of Christ. Worship and the response involves us loving God and actively participating with our mind, body, and soul. Deuteronomy 6.5 says, you shall love the God, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Which means our response is deeper than a song. It's more than a spoken word and it's more than a dance. Those actions are just small measures of what we offer to the Father who loves us, the Son who died for us, and the Holy Spirit who comforts us. We should be engaging and responding all the time, which enriches our commitment to God, henceforth demonstrated through our worship. So we've done W, we've done O, we've done R, and now we're at S. Worship is sincere. John 4, 23, 24 says, Yet a time is coming and has come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seek. God is the spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The scripture provides how we should worship. Very clear. As children of God, worship should be aligned with him. Recognizing that God is the spirit, it takes our spirit aligned with his spirit in and during worship to have true worship. 
If we wait to have a God encounter with our flesh, with our body, we will fail. We should seek and press toward God in worship from a place of sincerity in who God is for us. H, worship is healing. When we think of healing, we think of a hospital, naturally. Healing and worship happens when we create and establish an atmosphere of hospitality. Our hospitality for healing happens through prayer, faith, a smile, a warm hug, personal interaction, and fellowship. Healing happens internally and externally. When we are healed internally, it is displayed externally. Healing and hospitality during worship creates a place of wholeness, both spiritually and naturally. So the healing happens internally and externally. When we're healed internally, it is exemplified. It is displayed externally, creating a place of wholeness, both naturally and spiritually. Worship is inspirational and important. That's our I. Inspirational and important. First Thessalonians 5.11, the NIV says to us, Furthermore, as worshipers, we should be mindful not to impede the worship experience of our fellow believers. As a body of believers, we should encourage, inspire, motivate, and be intentional during the worship experience. This will strengthen and boost the heartbeat of the congregation while revealing God to us. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. In the practical application, we we need to, we should, we have to inspire and encourage participation for all. It is important for us to remove ourselves Go beyond our comfort zone and invite the people to be a part of the worship experience. This is not a one-man show. It is critical to engage people through prayer, liturgy readings, responses, dancing, raising and clapping of the hands, shouting and honoring God who continues to bless us with new mercies daily. Our worship should be inspirational and important. P. Worship is powerful. If we look at Luke 1, 39 through 41, it reads as this. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in a hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Powerful. The power of worship should give us a sense of urgency to be in the presence of God. So it says Mary got up and hurried. The power of worship should create a heart of hospitality. So when she got to the house, she greeted Elizabeth and he greeted and Elizabeth greeted her back. Through worship, we should be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And it tells us in verse 41, the baby leaped 
in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Worship is powerful. We should have a sense of urgency to be in the presence of God. We should have hospitality, a heart of hospitality towards each other. And during worship, the power of the Holy Spirit should reign. So we have looked at worship and identified every letter. I'm going to go over it again real quick to kind of give you a recap so that we can all have it and we can press forward and be intentional to make sure that we are studying and moving forward. Worship is W, the word of God. Worship is O, ongoing and outward. Worship is R, responsive. Worship is S, sincere. Worship is H, healing. Worship is I, inspirational and important. And worship is P, powerful. If we took each one of those words and used them intentionally in ourselves, in our heart, and in our worship gathering, oh, what a place of joy it would be for us. So fellow worshipers, I thank you for listening. I pray that this podcast continues to bless you. I thank you for your time. To our first time guests, we are excited that you decided to take a part to our ongoing and continual listeners, thank you again. And remember, at the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart. Oh, and there's one more thing. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors. Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, all you need is a worshipper's heart. <laughs>